In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums. Rob, the side. Rob, Rob, what? Hold, what? hold on. What? Hey, chill out, man. We got Steely Dan this week. You got to kind of ease into this bad <laughs> oh. boy. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. I, I can do that. Okay. Oh, yeah. In 2020, four friends decided right. to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums cited by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in texting that celebrated the music, by the excoriated law. the order, and left the beginning of this podcast. We are far from experts, and we promise to do almost no research. Please sit back and enjoy Beck Did It Better. From 1987. Is that true? No, this is 1977. Oh, no. from, from 1977, this is album 63, Asia by Steely Dan. Guys. Have you ever written a song to open and then you can't remember what it was about, so you can't remember what to do the intro on? Let me think. Oh, I know this. Hey, you know what? Last week, I felt bad doing the edits. You know why? Why? I told the joke and you guys didn't laugh at it. (laughs) We did? And it turns out this is a real... Yeah, I know. It's crazy. What week was the joke told again? Uh, I think last week, but I did edit it out. Nobody will ever hear it. Any bad joke I have gets gone. I decided, hey, why not make a song about it and send it to my favorite radio station, K-Rob. What's up, everybody? Welcome to K Rob. Oh, I like K Rob. R O B. Listen, this is your buddy, too. Wolfman Rob. Oh, the Wolfman. And we're talking about how sometimes when you tell a joke on a podcast and you look at your three co hosts, they just look back stone faced and don't give any emotion at all. In that case, you got to go back to Old Faithful laughing at your own joke. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I got a good joke. Ooh. And I really love it. We're gonna laugh at this song. I or not? think it's so funny. <laughs> yes. I'm sure the guys will agree. But then nobody's laughing. So you know I've got to sell it hard. Oh. So I start fake laughing. Start fake laughing. I hope it makes it better. Yes. These guys are fun of fools. Yeah, wait, what? Not laughing is so cruel. But then I know I make it better. I'll fix it in the edit. (laughs) 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 Laugh, laugh at my jokes, you fools. Sometimes I do the same for you. That's good. That's good. That's really funny. Yes. Yes. More than you. Ooh, more than you. <laughs> I put room there to laugh at the end before I play the. When you want to hear about the greatest albums of all time, Rob, I think your singing's getting better. But you're you're exercising your voice, so I think it's getting better. Yeah, yeah. I kick ass at singing too. I'm a good host. I'm a good singer. Well, that's you know my nickname in high school. That's how it was thick dick. The complete package. No, thick dick was college. A complete package. <laughs> you know that story, right? Where when my wife went to medical school, I told all of her medical school school friends that my nickname in college had been Thick Dick. Yeah, and yeah, so we still get. We're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know. Well, I was. I thought I didn't know if I said it on the podcast, but you were called the the, the complete package, like the total yeah. package, Lex Luger, or what? Yeah, exactly. That was me in high school. Okay, and don't ask anybody who knew me in high school; they probably wouldn't remember. <laughs> okay, <laughs> nicknames were not a big thing in my school. It was more about. Uh, being a model and uh, a genius. And that was the school it was. And it also got erased from the internet, so don't try to look it up. All right, everybody. This is Beck Did It Better. Uh, we talk about the greatest 500 albums as listed by a Rolling Stone magazine. Folks, today we are talking about Steely Dan. You know what? Steely Dan, more like feel these gams. 
Aaron, that was not worth the time you took to text it to me today. Not very good. Russell in Minnesota. Russell, how are you doing? Guys, when it comes to drinks, you all call me a fool. You say my cocktail is a crazy scheme. Well, my content on the podcast today, it's for real. And it may involve my leftover whipping cream. Oh, 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 God. (laughs) Okay, well. So if I'm you got kids in the car, I would recommend uh, I would Turn recommend turning this off immediately. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> turning it up, Sarah. That's for you. Yeah. Uh, you know we're talking about Steely Dan, more like Feely these gams. Okay, I'm gonna try again. I think that I think that joke was actually really good. Okay. Okay. I got Matt in uh, Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing? Great, Rob. Thanks for having me. Uh, guys, Steely Dan utilized over 40 studio musicians and kind of utilized their strengths. I cannot believe they wouldn't have more trust in their bandmates to deliver on what they do. And that's what Aaron, can you tell me a funny joke right now? I've got Aaron in California. Aaron, how are you doing today? <laughs> I was going to suggest uh-huh. that we make love to these listeners languid and bittersweet. Maybe that's not funny though. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> pretty that funny. was pretty good, Rosie. I like that. <laughs> Listen, I sold it with a laugh. I don't know what else I got to do. <laughs> All right. Listen, folks, we got to, we, I, I'm telling you, we've got a full mailbag today so we've got a couple messages we're gonna go through so stupid <laughs> i can kiss my ass dumb shit listeners they can't even tell what we're doing so like 10 30 a.m central it's like a perfect time to text into the back line it's it's a perfect time i love getting it yeah. at what work. is the back line rob uh 802-277 back that's 802-277-2325 Hey guys, little Rosie here, just to weigh in on the Sox suck fest debate. Uh, Bob was definitely insinuating that he was aroused by someone removing his socks. That's definitely weird. But if you're shocked by that, that's on you. I said Rob maybe two times in real life, and hearing him say that he's aroused by someone taking off his his own socks, uh, that was like hearing him say that he liked toast or some shit. So uh, that's on you for being shocked about it, but yeah, it's really weird. Thank you, little Rosie, for coming into my defense. Question mark. I mean, it started off so well. On brand. Yeah, he's like, he's like, hey, he was aroused by people taking his socks off. No, I'm not. Okay, first of all, I was talking about my kids doing it. That does not arouse me. Okay, second of all, that's not something you could hear in your voice, Rob. You could hear it. You in could your tell voice. if you showed up to a fuck fest and there was oh, a no. list of instructions on the Again. wall. And instruction number one is turn to your neighbor, ask them to take off your socks. Come on, like rock, rock hard erection right there, Rob. Like, there's no Ooh, yeah, that would Aaron. be that would be pretty <laughs> great. I gotta say, boy, get Aaron out of the garage and he turns filthy. But everybody turns to the right, then you're going to be getting your socks taken off while you take somebody's socks off. Oh, it's the London how- Bridge of taking off socks. That is dirty, Aaron. I love it. Everybody, it's a circle sock takeoff. That's what we call that in high school. <laughs> Rob, why do you think socks need to be part of the fuck fest? Is, are you looking I like, don't. are you going to like a higher class event or why do you think there need to be socks? <sighs> Guys. Is it lounge casual or what? I maybe should let our next voicemail actually answer that question because it is oh. once again about socks. And why, fuck do they call, wait, why do they call Little Rosie? I don't know. I never, I never get that. No one ever knows that. Yeah. It's just to disagree around. with the R. Uh, Comedy shows are a great first date because it's all about getting the woman feeling like she had a good time with you. She won't remember that it was the comedian that made her laugh more than you did. She's just gonna remember she had fun with you. Plus one time at a show Chris Farley's brother saw me on a date and the way the woman was touching me and said dude. You're getting laid tonight and he was right. Not gonna lie. The whole time we were doing it I kept thinking this is going to make a great story. 
I finally got a chance to tell it on this podcast. Just waiting. Just waiting to tell that story for years. Chris Farley's brother. Wait, so it's Chris Farley's brother, right? Brother. Chris Farley's brother, brother said, dude, you're going to get laid. And then he did. And the whole time that he's banging away, he's like, God, this is going to make a great story. <laughs> it's going to be a great story. That does sound like me in the podcast, though, where like I'll be doing something interesting and something funny will happen. And I'll take out my phone and write down notes. Everybody's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, nothing. I'm too embarrassed to tell him what I'm doing is writing down maybe a funny story. A funny story question mark for the podcast. It's like, yeah, your other notes say TP and refrigerator question mark. Like, <laughs> what, what is this podcast? <laughs> I was thinking about Chris Farley's but, brother and doing it. Just making a note. But so they're, they're saying <laughs> they're saying the woman's not going to even know or your date's not going to even know whether you cause them to have a good right. time or someone else. did. as long as there's a good time had, you will benefit from it. Right. They're associating a good time with you. Yeah, I just can't. I can't very, imagine that's, having that's sex primal. after going out for the night. That's a good point. The problem is you have to be such a good sport, though. If the comedian like decides to pick on you, yeah, you know, you have to. I mean, yeah. like that's. I I could see myself just getting dead red, like just shut the fuck up, you know, that kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Like, but if you do that on like a first date, I mean, that's the end of the date. Right? Red flag. There's no more dating. Yeah, definite red that flag. kind of thing. So you have to be a good sport and you have to roll with it. And that's, that's the danger in it. Matt, how, how long would you need to go in your relationship with your wife where you could have told a, co- a comic to fuck off if he was picking on you? Like a month in, six months in, a year? How long did you have to date your wife where you would have felt comfortable telling a comic well, to fuck see, off? See, the problem is Sarah and I, we, we knew each other for a long time before we started dating. And so I don't know, like I, I that's where it's trouble. Cause I don't know, like this whole first date thing when you just meet somebody mm-hmm. and all that, but it probably was a, it would have to be a good, I don't know, two, three months in right before it was like, I just had to get that out. Right. And they, they do all your good qualities. Cause if you go dive it in with that date one, I mean like that's red flags, you know, this kid, how's this guy going to be with kids? And how is he, am I going to introduce my mom to this guy? Things like that. And so, uh, I did get in trouble once for booing people at a musical theater show. So that one was, that didn't go over well. That was, but he was bad. Man. I paid money for that. Yeah, was no it was a villain theater show. Cause we no, know how no, you feel about booing the villain. No, this was actual booing. No, I, I do. I like, I, oh, I like, no. I think, I think booing the villain is a sign of respect. Like booing King George at Hamilton, as we talked about, but that's you just, a sign of respect. You just booed a bad I booed performance. A guy. Yeah. Yeah. It like, was what personal. did he do? You know, I'll be honest. What do you was, mean? It was personal. It was personal. Cause I just, Hold on, don't interrupt. Let, let's get this is guys, not personal. Guys, guys just to let you know I am booing, but this is for my job. This is not personal. <laughs> this is business. Yeah, but listen, you guys, you guys have I thought about this. I jumped over you guys for for uh, interrupting Aaron. If you would guys would just let Aaron breathe, just let him tell his whole story. He's mm-hmm. going somewhere. You guys have no idea where he's going, but it always leads to Rob putting his hands in the air saying, What the fuck? So just <laughs> let your story breathe, all right? Okay. I, yeah, I'm not going to name names because I'm not that petty, but it was a guy who who there was there's a lot of in the Twin Cities. There are actors Mike? who are also impresarios who like have the the power to put on a show. And I had I had auditioned for this guy and didn't, you know, didn't get hired. And then I went to see him in a show <laughs> yes. at, uh, at I think it was at Hamlin or um, Concordia College, maybe. And I thought he was terrible in his role. And um, I booed. And there were some other friends of mine who were in the show. And my wife felt like maybe I shouldn't be booing when it was my friend's show, which I think she was correct about. I think that that was not a great move on my part. So that one, can I I just ask it? Did anybody look at you like in the audience? Did people turn around and be like, what the fuck is this guy doing booing? Or were people, was, were other people booing random people that they didn't like or what? No. And of course no one boos in Minnesota. Like that's not done. I mean, no. And, and like, you know, to be honest, the guy wasn't that bad. He was probably as, you know, better than I would have been anyway, but 
I was, you know, I was holding oh, yeah, the grudge. That's, that's why he got the part. He wore his yes. socks to the fuck fest, didn't he? <laughs> that's he wore the socks, like, didn't he? Boo socks. <laughs> boo that he got man. invited to the after party fuck fest, and Aaron was in the Aaron was in the crowd, so he didn't get to go to the after party fuck fest. Hey, Matt. Matt, strike one to you. That story was not that great, okay? Gonna oh, give that story right. a thumbs down. That's your bad. Feel free, free, to, feel free to start interrupting. I love, how Aaron, I love how Aaron went to a show at like a col- a local college, and that's mm-hmm. where he booed. He didn't, he didn't go to like a Broadway show where he expected something amazing. He went to something where they probably charged him like a can of soup to get into the door <laughs> to watch it, and he booed him for it. Yeah, well, yeah. That was, that's where I was at at the time. That's why I don't go to that stuff anymore. He's getting his hair cut at the barber college and then yelling at them when they screwed up. Like, I'll glue you. I paid a whole dollar for this. God damn it. This is awful. I love that. Well, if that's not enough, the same text message guy texted me half hour later. So obviously he was just sitting there listening to the show Two and then respond today. Yeah. It's like the podcast. This, this guy thinks a, the podcast is a conversation with him. So he's got to get back in. So this oh, was a half what, hour this later. Is what sick bastard. I got this text. Oh, definitely. So I have been to one fuck fest, but I was so oh. nervous. I basically had to go full method acting and got into character by dressing as a seventies lounge lizard complete with what? doc shoes and no socks. Hashtag team the socks. <laughs> P.S. This was just a few months prior to the Chris Farley's brother incident. <laughs> 2019 was a good year. Yours always. Magic Mike 69, a.k.a. Oh, the Double M. Oh, there it is. Wow. <laughs> the Double M is coming in hot with a fuckfest story that he went to and did not wear socks to. So I think that, wow. once again, our, our resident fact checker is there. Music Mike 69 is in checking Music the facts, Mike. telling us that the fuck fest he attended, no socks required. Also out there getting more butt than ashtrays. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, what would be more creepy for you That's if you were joke, Aaron. I like it. if you were at a fuck fest sitting there and Magic Mike showed up or if Magic Mike showed up with no socks? <laughs> <laughs> what would be more erotic for me? That's a great question. That's a really good question because they're both they both would be super erotic. I like that her the the fan of our podcast also has been to a fuck fest, whereas meanwhile all of us are like, God damn, I wish we could go to a fuck fest. What are you doing? Like we're missing out. We're imagining what they're like. And Music Mike sixty nine is like, Oh yeah, I went to one. This is right after I banged a girl after taking her to the comic shop. I'm just hoping to be made fun of by Chris Farley's brother at some point in my life. That's all I'm hoping for. I have not high hopes. I also, I should tell you, I also got a text, but it's mostly pictures. So I'm going to share my screen here. They said, I am still rocking the pump skates. So somebody sent in a picture of the pump hockey skates. They are still rocking the pump. Okay, the pump uh, getting a lot of traction with That's the back line. That's got to be Barry from Burnsville. That's and then he cool. said, He's the only one that would do that. And then he said, here's a picture for Aaron, too. So he sent this picture for oh, Aaron. No. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, this is some messed up. Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah. oh, oh man. Right there. That's and then I, I might as well show this. The same person also texted in a picture that says this. Breast, Russell, can you read that out loud for me? I'm not reading this. <laughs> breast sucking reduces breast cancer is the headline. And then below it says, new job for Russ! Exclamation oh. point. <laughs> so I picture Russell working at the hospital. People coming in and Russell just going, oh no. <laughs> All right, ready to get to work. Here we go. Time I to save this, lives. This. If, if, you, if you want to get hired at, uh, at the hospital sucking breasts to stop breast cancer, please text uh, or write uh, 802-277-BECK, and we will try to hook you up uh, with a job, okay? Or if you think Aaron should not have booed. I want How about this? I want to hear uh, hashtag boo yes or hashtag boo hoo. If you don't think Aaron should have booed, hashtag boo yes if he should have booed. That it was a boo hoo. It was good. a sour grapes moment. It's not my proudest moment. 
All right. So guys, now you showed him. Okay, it's time. Yeah. <laughs> it's time for the next part of the podcast that we do every time we do this podcast. Over Halloween, it is time for Rob's list. Oh, the Halloween oh, yes. list. Oh, yes. 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 It's officially the Get episode the for Halloween. Yes. I love Halloween songs. Let's do it. But this is not a fun list. This is not a happy list. This is a spooky, scary list. I have picked, once again, top five <laughs> scariest songs of all time. Yes, absolutely. I love yeah, For Halloween, songs. feel free to play okay. this podcast out on the porch while kids are coming around and getting candy. You okay, know, the it's guarantee to abuse. The thing that's problematic is that the other podcast that's out there doing a podcast about your list of top five scariest songs is now doing an emergency episode about the new list of top five scariest the new songs. List. <laughs> Matt, so, some some throwing guys a, out there so throwing shit fit. Just so mad that it's a new list. Can you imagine they're this podcast squared? Like they're basing it off. What pathetic. <laughs> the breaking down. Beck did it better. Beck did it better after dark. <laughs> Matt's got those Christmas lights or Halloween lights that change with the music, you know, the really fancy lights. Yeah, he's gonna have to reset them up with a whole new playlist. <laughs> yes, completely well, reconfigure that thing, <laughs> guys. Imagine this S- scary song number one you're walking down an empty alley, okay, and all of a sudden you hear this. <gasps> oh, this. Shit. Uh, somebody named Ooh. Back, Tokata, and D minor. Hey, this is a little Bach coming at you. Bach I'll be Bach. So scary. And also the opening song to what James Conn movie? Yep. The answer is Rollerball. I watched it this week. And this this is the music they played because it was free of charge because it is by Bach. So I'll give you that one, Rob. That shit's scary. That's terrifying. Yeah. If you if you if that was your ring, if that if you were on a date, Russell, with somebody and that was their ringtone. Would she look like Elvira? Ooh, yeah, then that's oh man, man. <laughs> that would rule. That would be awesome, and especially with the news that's come out recently about Elvira. Wait, what? Yeah, oh yeah, she's in a same-sex marriage. Polyamorous? I don't know. I've, I've been in a same-sex marriage for seventeen years. We've been having the same sex for that long. Uh, all right, I got the doors. Oh, no. The and Aaron, that was a good one. Thanks for writing that one for me. I know. It's, okay, it the down, doors. Man. This is the end of the song, ironically called The End. Listen to how scary this sounds. Oh, yeah. yeah. Doesn't this stress you out? Now, I have to admit, when I was making this list, I was going to put this first, and I was like, I can't do it. Builds up to this. Wow. I thought it starts off so slow, right? So low and dark and slow, and leads up to this. Yeah. I agree, man. It's really scary. Terrifying. Is this the end of Apocalypse Now or not? This is might be, maybe? yes. I think the song is Apocalypse Now. You're absolutely oh, right. Horrific. It is. God. Movie guy, Russ, coming in hot. Coming through. Okay, so good. So far, we all agree. This is a scary list. This Next up, scary. we have Closer by Nine Inch Nails. Ooh, guys. <laughs> we haven't heard this one enough over the last year. We yeah, need to repeat this huh? No, this is a d- totally different song. Just to let you know. You think this one's Just scary, listen. though? I mean, creepy, Again, for sure. Uh, it's a creepy video. Again, you hear one beat of the opening of the song, and you know exactly what yeah, song yes. it is. Yep. And if you were on a date with someone and this was their ringtone, you know exactly what kind of night you're in for. Yep. What What does that mean? Get the whips and chains yeah, out, man. Russell. What does that mean, Aaron? Yeah, you're getting fucked like an Hope animal, Hope you got man. some leather back in that backpack back there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha 
<laughs> I'm just picturing Russell breaking out one whip, and she goes, "No, I said whips and chains. You have one." Yeah, he's like, one. and she's like, "No, I want." Russell breaks out his whip, and she's like, "That's not as big as other people's whips I've seen." Oh. Uh, the next song oh. is guys. This song so scary. You're walking down an alley. Huh? What? What? Tubular it's tubular bells. bells. Oh, huh? that's kind of creepy. Yes, I remember it is. what was the what was the album we covered months ago that had tubular bells because I was going to try to do a tubular bell list, but this was the only song on it. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to steal from yeah. my list. What song? Someone did have tubular bells. Who was that? I can't. What remember. movie is this from? What's the scary movie? Exorcist. Ooh. Oh, jeez. That house is up for sale. Did you hear that? Is it really the actual house where the yeah where the supposed exorcist took yeah, actually took place? Yeah, it's for sale. Uh, no thanks, hard pass on that yeah, one. Thank pass. you. Do any of these movies ever really creep you out? Like, have you guys ever stood in front of the beer and said Candyman three times, or are you afraid to no. do it? Yeah, I would not do that. I'm not. You wouldn't oh, yeah, do it. I, I know. No. What's the best thing that happens? No Candyman comes. Forget about it. I don't know. <laughs> we recently had a situation about that in my house because. Friends what? Of ours. You had a Candyman <laughs> yeah. situation? Yes, we had a situation. See, Rob, just let him keep talking. Good things Fre- happen. Friends of ours. Was your, I'm just going to ask you, was there a naked guy running out of your house? And then when you came in, your wife said, oh, my God, that was a Candyman situation. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was totally, you, Rob, how, it sounds like you're speaking from experience. How'd you know that happened? Yeah. Yeah, she was, yeah. She was saying a ton of things three times in a row. I don't know. Mm-hmm. My my wife was trying to tell me a story uh, about some friends of ours who had seen the, the newest iteration of that movie. And she mm-hmm. still is so freaked out by the original that she won't say the name out loud at all. Not in a mirror, nothing. Right. And so she was like, Jenny went to see that movie that I won't mention. And my son grabbed onto it and he was like, Mom, what's the movie called? Say it. Say oh, the no. name. You have to tell me the oh, name yes. of the movie. Tell me the name of the movie. Tell me what it's about. And he would not let it go until finally she said, it's called Charlie Man. So he went to the mirror and started oh. saying Charlie Man in the oh, mirror. No, oh, no, situation. No. Like, this is not good. Red Rob, yeah. Red Rob. Oh, my God. Red Rob. If we see your kid crawl down the stairs, like, with his head backwards behind you, I'm oh. just turning off the Zoom. I am not going to help. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just turning off the Zoom. We're gone. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, I like how your kid is now just harassing your wife. Like, oh, there's something that really scares you? Okay, I'm going to bring yeah. it up over yeah, and over let and it over. go. It was, it's a little bit concerning. Oh, can you imagine if she really would have said Candyman and then she's in, he's in the mirror saying it over and over and over? That's you would just for divorce. Yeah, that's we'd terrible. be having problems. We'd be having some serious right? problems. Yeah, we'd be having a tough time. Tough that time, Matt, I got to admit, Matt, that was a true Candyman situation. Aaron, that story was spot on. Aaron's description and then the story, I was like, what could be a Candyman situation? That, in fact, was a Candyman situation. It was, could not have been any more than a Candyman situation. If you guys could summon something to show up into your house by saying three times in the mirror, what would you say, Rob? Oh, the thing I always said when I was younger. I want, you know, two blondes. I want two blondes in bed with me. Two blondes in bed with me. Did you ever try it? Yeah, I woke up with my wife next to me and my kid on the other side. And I was like, God damn it. This is not what I wanted at all. It's a disaster. It's <laughs> a candy man, huh? Yeah, it was a very monkey's paw type situation for sure. <laughs> oh, <what>? <laughs> <laughs> Read a short story, damn it. Uh, and guys, of course, the scariest song of the season for two years running, it's I Want Candy. There is nothing scarier than when your kids start eating candy and they are demons. Some of you are listening to this on Halloween right now, and you know those kids are going to eat all the candy. Okay, then they're going to turn into the monsters. It's the great irony of Halloween. That's the scariest song. And guess what, guys? 
That's the end of my list. That was a good list. I really enjoyed it. It was awesome. Nice work, So how long do your kids stay monsters after Halloween? Like, is it just that night, or are they miserable for the next week, or how long? No, that's the whole thing about the fall schedule. They're monsters from November 1st until January 4th, 6th, whatever it is. Like, it starts two weeks before Halloween. It lasts till two weeks after Christmas. Kids are monsters. They're the worst. Okay. I highly recommend not having them. Okay. I even more recommend not teaching them. Okay. They don't get any better when they go to school and the parents are not around. Okay. I recommend in general, okay, doing what Aaron's doing, just hanging out in old folks' homes, kid free. Okay. You're just hanging out. <laughs> no big deal. Okay. That's trying to try to convince somebody that they were related to you. So you can try to get some money, Aaron. Yes, we know that is your job. That's why you don't do very much. We get it. That's, okay. wait, that's totally not my job. Or are we not talking about that? Have we not talked about that on the podcast? I can't remember. Let's get into everybody's favorite section. It's rolling going. It's, 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 it's time. time. Let's see what everybody's up to. It's time for rolling going. Oh, yeah. Okay, so on Aaron's list of rolling going question mark, it says Candyman situation. That's crossed out. So I wonder what he's going to say this time. Aaron, rolling going, how's it going with you? I'm going to tell you that it's not, it's not going great today. And here's the reason why. And Russell, I don't want to step on your, your cocktail, but I was so stoked to go out today and get some scotch so that I could drink scotch whiskey all night long while talking <laughs> Steely Dan with you guys. So pumped about it. I was going to go down to the store and get my favorite cheap scotch whiskey, banknote scotch, and I was going to be drinking it all night long. So at 2 p.m. today, I was all set to do it, and my boss called me with a reasonable no. reasonable request, and I never made okay. it to the liquor store. Don't drink scotch whiskey at work. Hey, Aaron, this is your boss calling. Can you not drink scotch whiskey at work, please? So I never Regular got Regular bourbon's fine, but not scotch. To go get my scotch whiskey. And yeah, now all I have is bourbon whiskey. And I do have some very good bourbon whiskey by Uncle Nearest, so I'm happy to be drinking that. But I'm really upset with mm-hmm. the way my work-life balance is right now, where my <laughs> other job is interfering with my real job, which is doing those things that I need to do for this podcast. So today was not an easy day, but I, I got through it. I'm here and I'm happy to be talking with you guys about Sealy Dan. Aaron, we, we salute you for actually we don't for not getting a drink. Cause your <laughs> boss told you to do something pathetic. What a yeah, loser. I, know. I feel terrible. I never, I never miss podcast related stuff for work issues, but this one I felt, felt strongly enough about it that I, let me ask you this, Aaron. Okay. You say you care about the podcast. Okay. But are you like yeah. Russell going to the store and buying anywhere from one third to one half the items you need for a drink? Okay. That's, That's what I'm saying. Okay. I'm, I am the least valuable member of this podcast today. Okay. Do you think Russell likes having a full thing of Tang in his place still? Okay. Do you think that makes him happy that it's still sitting there mocking him from his bar next to his shaker, which has spilled White Claw kamikaze all over it still? All That's cherry flavored bitter. <laughs> last, last week I said Candyman three times into a mirror, and he showed up and was going to kill me and saw the tang, and he's like, "Fuck it, this guy's not even worth it." He just left. <laughs> He was like, that's not candy. <laughs> yeah. But this makes me sad. <laughs> I've never actually seen Candyman, so I don't know the plot of it. Is Candyman, by the way, I apologize your wife can't listen to this episode, but is Candyman, what's he mad about? What is Candyman mad about? Is he just, is he down with candy? Like, does he want candy? Is he like my kids on Halloween? Has he had candy and then realizes it's bedtime? What's going on? Well, uh, here's where I take us uh, down a notch. It's uh, it's about r- racial um 
segregation and violence. And this guy, it's about, it's set in the Cabrini Green projects in Chicago. And I think this guy was the victim of perhaps a wrongly convicted of a crime. I don't remember exactly, but basically it's about the, the plight of, of black people in America and uh, has a lot to say about race and society. So here, we, here I am not making jokes again. But then I think there's a part where if you say his name three times into a mirror, he shows up and kills you, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. And he's got bees yeah. coming out of eyes and everything. Yeah. It's, it's terrifying. Yeah. So, man, are you happy now? Are you happy <laughs> with the precedent you said on this podcast? <laughs> Twice now. I haven't interrupted him. <laughs> Twice. Uh, I'm just going to strike two. I'm hoping, I'm hoping I don't strike out today. Okay. Third time. Yeah, one more chance. We'll, we'll write this ship. This is your real life Candyman situation is Aaron's boring <laughs> stories. Okay. Mm-hmm. If Aaron tells a third boring story, <laughs> Rob, that's you asked. Situation. I mean, you, you asked the question. I had to answer it. I, had I no know, choice. but you don't actually have to say when your stories start with, Oh no, I'm going to bring this down a bit. Don't tell the story. <laughs> this podcast does not need help being brought down. The podcast is starting subterranean. Okay. You can edit. We are in lower level two. We are in the basement to start with. We need to go up, up, up with energy. So I guess Matt rolling gold house. Oh, great, Rob. Thanks for having me. Yeah, a couple things. One, I'm up to about 335 on the list. I'm plugging Whoa, away. God. Damn, Matt. You're it's been it. a horrible week because there was a hundred song Merle Hager. Oh. All best of kind of a thing. And That's then as much, as much as I love Outcast. Uh, speaker box in the was it the love below yep. um, or whatever it is is like thirty eight songs because essentially a double disc but it's like a it's like four discs. There are some Ooh. unbelievable songs on that whole dang thing, but man, it took all day to listen. Both of those took all day to listen to. So there's some filler on uh, there. There's some filler on the speaker box love below too. Like there's some stuff that's definitely skippable on that one. Yeah, but then like the last three songs by Andre are just dripping they're awesome yeah so great and so i sent you one of them with um what's her name with nora jones you define jones yeah nora jones yeah dripping with sex appeal twisted steel and sex appeal and just awesome matt talks about so i don't know can you imagine working next to matt in his office and like you walk by and you walk by and you walk by an hour later and both times he's listening to merle haggard and then you well, walk away later in the day. about this whole thing right now is I essentially have my own 25,000 square foot office to myself because nobody wow. else wants to come back to the office. <laughs> and I don't want to be in my house when my kids are around. So I go to the office because it's only yeah. like 10 minutes away. And so I've got a big ass speaker and there's only like one other guy, some big, some big time attorney in, at the company, you know, kind of a thing. When he's not there, that thing is on full blast if I, if I can have it. Oh my it. God. So, oh, that's, that's great. great. Yeah. You just come in. He's got his tie around his forehead. He's like, yeah, it's party time. <laughs> Are you drinking? No, I'm actually doing my work, but I am listening to music very loud while nobody else is in the office. I'm the office bad boy. I had one question for you this week. Um, yep. We've got uh, teacher conferences coming up in a couple of days here. Yeah, cancel. Please do this. Teacher <laughs> favor. One, one, teachers do teachers really us. want to... Do teachers really want to do teachers? Con- do they, I mean, is, yes. it, does, is there anything that is productive? Yeah, I love teacher conferences are the best night of the year for me by far. It's a ton okay. of work, but it's the only time all year where people go, hey, you're doing a good job <laughs> because that never happens with kids at school. Kids at school are never like, 
you're doing a good job teaching. Whereas parents say it all the time, and it's actually very rewarding. Okay, so, so I'm writing this stuff. So we should be saying, "Good, you're doing a good job." I mean, that helps out, right? Like, yeah, I need and to don't ask if they have a podcast or anything like that. Don't ask <laughs> questions like that. Not important. Okay, so anything else we should know before? I mean, like from a teacher's perspective, because I, you know, what I always say at teacher parent teacher conferences is, I just say, "How can I help?" As the parent, like, how can I be of assistance? That's what they is, want. To uh, like, if I like, like, let's say I've got some constructive things that I think could help like oh, my no. oldest, right? Like, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> don't don't even bring that. it up. Right. Yeah. No, like give him a big thumbs down on that one. Yeah. So that's, not, that's, let's get into the, the weeds on this. What are your constructive things that you want the teacher? To well, do? he's horrible at writing and mm-hmm. in oh, fourth fault. grade, they've got no <laughs> lined <laughs> paper. Everything's like right in this box. Yeah. Right. And so I always, I always make lines for him. And we brings home homework. He's like, I got to write this, you know, two paragraphs about this. So I make the lines. And his writing gets so much better. Right. So all I want to sell him is like, hey, can you just make him write on lined paper so he's actually writing? Yeah, legibly? I think that's. A, I think you could say, is there a reason that there's not lines on this paper? Like, I'm just wondering, like, is there a, a, a reason you're doing that, or is it okay if I use lined paper because it seems to really help? I think that'd be okay. But okay. Yeah. I don't all know, right, but my wife accuses me that when we go to parent-teacher conferences that I'm too soft on teachers. Because they can be like, oh, yeah, this one time I spilled really hot coffee on your kid. And I'd be like, yeah, I know. Stuff. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm sure you had a stressful day. Don't worry about it. It happens to me all the time. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever had a teacher tell a story about how they turn all the lights off and then turn them back on with a clown mask on? And then you were like looking at him like, yep, yep. No, but it, it really is like to, it go, listening to kids at conferences. It really is humiliating as a parent. Like we had one where the, they were like, when your kid comes in, they they eat they do every project in the classroom that's eating based so they'll put jam on a cracker and eat it this was at a montessori school they'll put jam on a cracker and eat it and then they'll go over and make tea and put in sugar and eat that and when we went outside they were found trying to eat a bark off a log and i was like maybe that's from my <laughs> wife i don't know like you're there looking at this 300 pound man and i'm like boy her hunger could come from anyone who knows who that's you know meanwhile i'm chewing on like a little piece of birch i'm like oh, i don't know yeah. no, it's not my not my fault. The the bark the bark off the tree will be a normal thing for Aaron when he's going to conferences in a few years, right? Yeah, I'll be like, oh, your, your son's out foraging in the backyard for leaves and edible flowers and grasses. Your kids picked a bunch of dandelion greens and put them in their lunchbox on the way to school. And Aaron's like, no, actually, I packed that myself. That's a meal I make. Actually, it's dandelion greens. You see the teacher. <laughs> So yeah, Matt, good luck with teacher conferences. I, I actually, teachers enjoy them. It, it's, it's, it makes for a long day, but it's actually very nice to, to do in all honesty. What is not nice to do for my rolling going, I'm going to tell you right now is Matt, have you gone apple picking yet this year? Um, <laughs> Do no. not remember. He has <laughs> no idea. No. We went to the, we went to the corn. I was trying to think if we picked apples at the corn, but no, we have not gone apple picking yet this year. Have you Rob? Uh, yeah, I did last weekend. My wife uh, set up an appointment to go apple picking up uh, in upstate New York. Uh, and then she turned to me immediately and said, you don't have to go if you don't want to. So- oh, easy out. Easy out. Yeah. You're out of there. No, yeah, Russell. See, a, that's, what, that's, that's, a that's an what? amateur move, Russell, to think. That, see the married guys? We laugh at you, Russell. We laugh at you. Yeah. The falling is such an easy trap. Oh, it's okay if I don't go? No, Russell. It's not okay. In fact, it's, it's a direct threat. That's a direct threat. If she really doesn't want me to go, she won't say anything, right? She yeah. wouldn't tell me in the first place. But when she says it and then says, oh, you don't have to go if you don't want to. Look out. Okay. Red alarm. Red, red flags. Red alarm. Red going flags is on horrible. A red alarm spinning around. It's bad. Not going is doubly horrible. It's Walk, ru- oh, out. Russell, yeah. such an amateur move that you wouldn't go. 
So we... Can you guys you guys know how to retract a text or not? <laughs> <laughs> I would just text and say, don't read the last text I sent you. Is that always a new one to replace your old stale text? <laughs> <laughs> just text a bunch and hopefully they don't scroll up high enough. Um, so we got uh, up and we got on a train, okay? Because guess what? We don't have to go apple picking. You don't realize how nice it is to have a car when you go apple picking. So we have no car whatsoever. So the first thing I say to my wife when she says, let's go apple picking is I say, where are we going to put all these apples? She goes, I got a great idea. I got a backpack. Now, have you seen my wife's backpack? Have I shown you this? A backpack you- for apples? It's like a big backpack, right? It is a giant power lifter backpack. It is one of the biggest backpacks you'll ever see. Matt, look at this picture of a backpack. Describe that to the audience, please. Oh, Large, square, yeah, voluminous, it's, voluminous. It's, bi- it's big enough where I don't think she can bring it as a carry-on. Like it's that. It's like what you see rock climbers carrying around, you know, when they want to yeah. have a crash pad or something. Yep. And then we also brought a shopping cart. We have a little like granny New York City cart. So we brought that as well, right? So here we are. We go down to Grand Central Station. So you're you're pushing a shopping cart through New York City? Yeah, I'm pulling it. Okay. Oh, and maybe God. if I can get a couple cans, get a couple cents, I might pick those up too and put them in the car and drag that around. Not a big deal to me. Yeah. So, so then I, we got to just said, I'm not, I would have just said, I'm not going and dealt with the consequences. Oh yes. I wish I would have done that big time, Russell, because it turns out this was a hellscape vacation with my family. This was terrible. <laughs> oh, no. So this okay. was on a sun. This was a Sunday, a Saturday. What, what day of the week? Were we this was on a Saturday, a perfectly okay. good Saturday where I could have been doing, Oh, let me think. Oh, almost anything else. Okay, honey, I got to stay home and put toothpicks under my toenails. I can't go apple picking with you. I'm so sorry. Okay, so we get on a train. It's an hour and a half train ride, right? So it's an hour and a half up. My kids are so nervous that they're going to miss the stop. They're asking me every two minutes, are we there yet? I'm like, no, we, it's so long. So then we get there. We get off the train. And of course, guess what is not at the train station? You're right. It's an apple orchard. It's nowhere next to the train station whatsoever. But because everybody from New York City, the train was packed going apple picking. Every person in New York City was going apple picking on this day to this very spot. It seemed like people are streaming off the train. There are guys there driving illegal taxis, like just minivans. <laughs> oh, well, five you bucks ahead. One of those. No, we did. So we paid five dollars cash a person to get a ride to the apple orchard. The ride to the and it's a good thing we paid twenty five dollars for the five of us because yes, one of my kids' friends came. Did too. you have to look into a mirror and say taxi man, taxi man, taxi man, <laughs> and then they showed up? We were lucky to get a taxi going up, okay? Because when we went, 25 bucks for a one-minute taxi ride. We rode in the taxi for one minute, went up to the apple orchard. As soon as we got there, the people that were waiting to leave, this should have been warning sign number one. The people waiting to leave were like zombies. This taxi, Like they were attracted to it. And like, as soon as we opened the door, my wife could not open the trunk to get our giant bag and shopping cart out because people were crowding, trying to get into the taxi that we had just, they were begging to pay $5 a head to go back to a train station, begging to go back. I was like, oh, this is bad. So we get, we get at the apple picking place. Okay. And of course it's way too hot out to pick apples. It's just, just the way it is. Okay. (laughs) I told my wife, I was like, I will go down myself and we can do apple picking at the farmer's market, which is a block away from our apartment. Like that would be so much easier. So we're at the apple place, apple place, absolutely packed just, and there's a line that says, uh, reservations for apple picking go here. So I'm like, okay, let's go get in line. Jenny goes, Oh no. I said, what? What's wrong? She goes, Oh, we're, we're, this is harvest orchards. And I go, yeah, there's a sign for the apple reservations we got to get into. She goes, 
no, 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 no. We have a reservation at Outhouse Orchards. Oh, and you're at the wrong one? Orchards. We're at the wrong, the taxi did not even, I paid 25 bucks to get brought to the wrong spot. Uh, wrong spot with my family. And it was called Outhouse Orchards. <laughs> yeah. So then I said, well, where's our orchard? And Jenny points. And as I follow her finger. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Imagine a giant sledding hill. Okay. That was out the size of, of this. Yeah. This, that was the size of this hill that we had to walk up to get to our orchard. So here I am. I have to bring, I'm like, I have to bring a shopping cart across a grass field up the oh, hill. No. In front of the hill, a road, blind turns on either side, cars whizzing by, a police officer standing there, making sure it peaked. People can take a left turn into the apple orchard. Oh, no. And a sign that says absolutely no road crossing. Crossing the road is strictly prohibited. What? How are we supposed so, of course, to get to Jenny, the orchard? Jenny immediately starts walking toward the orchard to cross the road. And I was like, oh, God. And I, I hear my child go, oh, no, because she knows exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> the combination of a sign saying you cannot do that and a police officer standing there, there is a 100% chance my wife's going to get an argument at that point. 100%. Okay? I didn't even bother saying to her, like, there's a sign. I know she can read the sign. I know she sees it. She is going to ignore it and then cause trouble. So we just start to cross the road, right? next, Right next to the sign, it says crossing absolutely prohibited. The police officer says, just to let you know, if you come back here, you need to pay admission if you come to this side of the road. And I see my wife go like this. She, she, I can see her like, it's like a, a peacock. She flares up <laughs> oh, and she's no. about to turn to this police officer. And I just push her in the back. I was like, okay, sounds good. And I just push her to keep her moving. She's going to stop in the middle of a busy road to argue with a policeman in front of these, in front of my kids. In a busy road that says no crossing. Yeah, absolutely. She's going to get an argument. And so for the rest of the trip, I would say about every five minutes, she would just go. He doesn't work there. He's supposed to be doing the law. He doesn't work there. Why is he telling me I got to pay admission? <laughs> And I was like, yeah, I think he just doesn't want people to cross the street. I think it's dangerous. And she, she goes, well, she can't, he can't tell me what to do at a business. I can go across the street if I want to. I don't report to you. It's a public street. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Let's pick apples and have fun. We're like, like we're taking a picture. Like we'll be taking a family picture. And she's like, I can't believe you talked to me like that. I was like, oh, please. Stop talking about it. So I make the trek. Okay. Luckily they have a Sherpa at the bottom. I handed my shopping cart the Tanzig Norgay, the Sherpa, helps me up this Mount Everest all the way up. We get up there. We're just about to go pick apples. They have cider donuts. They have a pizza stand. And they have two of the grimiest looking rundown horses you've ever seen in your life. So you know that those kids went directly to the horses. And they said, I want a horseback ride, please. Now, a horseback ride in upstate New York, $10 a kid for approximately a 30-second ride. It's almost worse than the taxi. Okay, the horse and the taxi cost per distance was almost the same. It's pathetic. So they ride these horses around, and then we finally get to go into where we can pick the apples. And they have a, a, a you know, we have our backpack, we have our cart. And where we pick the apples, as soon as we walk in, there's a giant sign. Absolutely no backpacks or carts allowed in. <laughs> no, no. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I would be out. I would be out. Yeah, forget so it, man. We switch it up. I go into the corn maze. Okay. I realize it is a perfect time to film a TikTok about that is amazing by Aerosmith, except it's I'm corn mazing. Oh, I've seen it. It's pretty good. My kids who effort. have the map ditch me. My kids leave me because I'm walking too slow. As my daughter said, you were dwaddling back there. Oh. Okay. You were walking too slowly. We left. 
So now <laughs> I am lost in a corn maze. My kids also, by the way, had the map to the corn maze. So I do not have a map anymore. Do not know how to get out. When I texted my kids, they said, oh, just stick to the right. I was like, oh, real, thank you so much. I appreciate it. At least it. you weren't under the influence of any chemicals or anything, right? <laughs> yeah, I definitely, True, yeah, I definitely, I definitely was not. You. And so it didn't, didn't make the corn maze super hard to get out of. Okay? <laughs> and at the same time, actually kind of scary at one point. Um, so then we get out of the corn maze. My wife is furious because I was in the corn maze for a long time, texting my daughter and you guys pictures of just corn. Saying, which way should I go? Do you recognize this? Where am I? So I sent her like five pictures of like, should I take a left here or what? And she's like, just yelling at me over text. So then we go. And by the way, I should tell you the apple bags. One is about, you know, it's about the size of my torso. It's a big, it's like a big potato type bag. Oh, God. I you to carry that around all day? I believe that was $50 to get a bag oh. that size to put apples into. And then we also oh. got a smaller bag that was about half the size that was $35. Now, that math doesn't make any sense. Okay, it makes no sense. But we can't carry two giant bags of apples. We have to have one giant, giant bag and one big bag. So we go into the apple orchard. Uh, we're picking apples. There are actually not many people there, so we're having kind of a good time. And every time people do pass by, Matt, I do the gag where I say to my daughter, don't eat those apples off the ground. <laughs> You're not supposed to eat them off the ground. So here she is holding an apple that she had just picked off the tree, and I yell, "Don't eat that off the ground!" And everyone there looks at her, and she's holding oh, an apple. Like and everybody's she's like, "Some savage!" Oh yeah, she's like, "What is she doing? Picking it off the ground?" Just made me laugh so hard. Um, and then we get in an Uber, and of course, there's five of us. So do we fit in a normal Uber? Absolutely not. We have to beg the Uber driver to have four people sitting in the back. Rob, can we can we withdraw the Get Russell Lade song from last week? I'm, I'm fine being by myself. I don't want any part of this type of adventure. Oh, no, no, Russell. Russell, if it really works out well in a relationship, this is only, oh, I don't know, the rest of your life. Oh, uh, so then we have a reservation at a restaurant in town. So we walk in. You have to go to dinner afterwards. By town, you mean the, you mean the town where the apple orchard is? Yeah, yeah. The town where the apple orchard is. We are going in to get dinner there. So you sit down and eat dinner and you you already know you're still two hours away from home. You can't like Absolutely. You're sitting. Absolutely. Oh my uh-huh. God. And we've got, and so I have to, Matt, walk into this restaurant with a giant shopping cart of apples and seat yes. next to me at the yeah. table as if it is a person. Yep. Wouldn't it be awesome if you, if you, if they would like peel the apples for you table side, if you're like, Jesus. oh, it's like when people bring their own bottle of wine to a dinner, you're like, well, no, I brought my own apples. It's fine. And then they like peel them for you. <laughs> totally humiliating. And. Okay. And you might think, oh, there's a train every hour out of this town. Matt, do you think the bill that we got in any way lined up with what time the train was going to leave the town? No, no, no. We, the train left at like 8.15. We got our bill at 8.20. So now we're like, okay, let's go sit at a train station in the middle of nowhere by ourselves for 50 minutes. Oh, are the kids really tired and really cranky? Yup. Oh, so we get back on an hour and a half train. Kids pass out, totally fall asleep. Okay. Now, Matt. Yeah. We're going to Grand Central Station, the largest of the stations in New York City. Okay, there's one train that goes to my apartment, the F train. Yep, been on Do it. Do you think the F train goes through Grand Central Station? I'm going to go with no, Rob. Absolutely <laughs> <Yeah>. not. It <laughs> is two blocks away. So now I am taking sleeping kids. I am waking them up and making them walk multiple blocks through New York City. While, How meanwhile, much? I am still pushing a giant shopping cart of apples oh. now up and down subway <laughs> stairs. How much worse is it, Rob, that one of the kids is not one of your kids? That like you could just be angry and annoyed if it were just your kids, but do you have to act differently because Listen, one of them is not yours or not? I got to give it up for this kid, though, because we did that thing where you put your face through the hole in a picture, you know? Yeah. And then she reached her hand down over my daughter's face and covered it up. 
uh, during the picture with her hand. <laughs> I got to give it up for that. It made me laugh too hard. I was like, this is too <laughs> funny to be. That's a good joke. So then we finally get home. Kids pass out. I look at the apples that I had in the cart. Guess what happened to every apple that was on the bottom of the cart? Smashed. It got totally smashed by the million apples on top and the cart behind it. It was an absolute disaster. And I'll tell you what, it was the absolute best day of my three-day weekend. The other days were way downhill (laughs) compared to that one. This was a top day of my three-day weekend. Next weekend, I get to go to a swim meet that is two and a half hours away to watch my daughter swim for 30 seconds total. Oh, it's going to be so fun. I love being a dad. Did the rest of your family have fun, you think? Or was it just you that was miserable or was everyone miserable? Everybody had fun. I had fun. I had fun picking apples. With my, I'm just going to tell you right now. Listen, I'll say it again. My family's fine. Hey, my mar- my family. Host. I love my family is what I meant to say. I didn't mean to say my family's fine. I love my family. My marriage is going great. Okay. <laughs> I actually had fun. And I know I had fun because I kept repeating it to her a number of times. I was like, oh, that was really fun. That was really fun. <laughs> well, I'm just looking. I'm just looking online right now. And I shop at Lund's and Byerly's local. And I see you can get a mm-hmm. pound of apples for $2.99. So. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Rob, how many apples have you eaten since you returned from the apple picking extravaganza? None. I don't even like apples that much. I don't think they're a top tier fruit. <laughs> they're not. No, they're, they're a garbage fruit. Russell, what's your role going? I've got an official stuff. I've got to thank a listener of ours. Oh, wow. Um, I've got two things. But at first, um, I got a package from one of our, our listeners. Nice. Who also happens to be a father of Aaron. Aaron's dad sent me a T-shirt from Eggs and Jam, the, the brunch spot that I went to in Ankeny, Iowa. And he sent me a handwritten letter. So I thought I would maybe read one paragraph from the handwritten letter. Oh, yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Too. This is great. So it was great. I guess this- Fuckfest have one capital F or two in that letter. <laughs> that was paragraph three. I was going to keep that for myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> paragraph one has the secret behind why they call him Little Rosie, but I'm not going to read that one either. Oh, no. <laughs> it's a drawing. <laughs> All right. So the paragraph I am going to share with you is, he says, I do enjoy the podcast. It is great you guys still have so much fun together. Aaron does get himself. Wait. Aaron... Why do people write handwritten letters? No one can fucking read them anymore. Like, they can't even read this writing. <laughs> what he says is, I believe, Aaron does set himself oh, up for all the grief you guys give him. Keep up the good work. So uh, even Aaron's nice. dad is yes. saying that Aaron does set himself up for, for us giving him a hard time. Oh, that's so He was so pumped you went to Eggs and Jam. That's so that's so cool. I'm, I, it's it's so, such a great moment. He knows his own kid can cause a Candyman situation now and then. He knows what's going on. <laughs> so, so to Rosie's dad out there, uh, thank you very much. I, I, I would give you a Beck did it better apology for all the mean things we said to Aaron. But as you've, as you found out, we, it's all justified. So that's good to know. <laughs> the other, the other thing I was going to mention. That's why I'm going to start calling him a penis. Oh, Aaron, <laughs> why did you say that when we're talking about your dad? It's justified. There's no mean in it. It's just, it's that justified. is so weird. But he, he did also mention that he did enjoy the pregnant date story, too. So I thought maybe <laughs> oh, I could go to the dating advice corner. Really it's been a while it. since I've been in the dating oh, advice corner. Can we go to the corner? I need a little bit of advice. Get, 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 get to the corner. It's time for Russell's Advice Corner. Oh, yeah. Okay, my advice is go apple picking. Super fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But don't eat a lot of apples before you, before while you're there or what? Oh, my God. I ate so many apples. And and every time you go up to a fucking apple tree, it's like, what do you think of this apple? And I'm like, yeah, it's good. And then we go to the next apple. I'm like, I think this is good, too. It's like every apple that tastes good. It's an apple off a tree. Of course, it's going to be good. Sorry, Russell. Go ahead. All right. So my question, where I need advice for is, 
a few weeks ago, I was part of a online bidding for a charity event. One of our friends was holding a charity event to raise money for a great cause. They've been doing it for years and they did an online kind of silent auction. So when I saw the auction, I, there were all these items, including a ton of gift cards for a lot of different restaurants locally. And so I bid on a bunch of them. I won them. And I started wondering, now I have all these gift cards, but my question for you guys is at what point with going out with someone new, are you allowed to use a gift card or some oh, sort of oh, coupon? Like, oh, like, can you oh, use a gift card on date one? Do you no. have to wait a month? At what point are you allowed to use a gift card on a date? Uh, Please, I am begging you use a gift card or on date one. <laughs> Just really set the tone of like, you are dating your dad. Here we go. Let's go. Oh, I got a coupon here somewhere. Let I mean, me you could kind of you could kind of skirt around it, right? If you're like trying to like, not if you're the one who's supposed to like take the bull by the horn and say we're going here there. But you're like, hey, I got this uh, charity event and I got this gift card to, you know, Wallace's Pizza, right? Can we go there? Kind of a thing. Like, I don't know. I mean, you can kind of get around a little bit if you play it up right. I, yeah, I, I definitely guy. think in this case, yes, exactly. In this case, if you if you talk about the charitable event. Then I think, but it makes me seem like a good guy. Yeah, yeah. They'll be like, oh, oh, what charity was it? And you're like, oh, it's this charity I'm part of. It's for guys who dicks are too big, and you know, (laughs) it's it's one of those things. Dick too big charity. You want them to know that like Russell's a charitable giving person. He's willing to give. You know, like they want to. That's that's important for them to see that side of you. And they know your dick's too big. (laughs) (laughs) So then I started wondering. So let's say let's say I was able to use one of them. Uh-oh. I can't use another gift card with the same lady like another two weeks later, right? Like I can't just rip off five gift cards in a row, can I? So now I'm stuck with these gift cards and I'm never going to be able to use you them. You set it up the very first time, right? That, oh, I want, I got like these five gift cards. I spent, you know, 5,000 oh, no. bucks at all this stuff. And <laughs> yeah, right. Baller, you know, that you yep. got all these gift cards and hey. You know, I would love to use them with you. I don't know. Let's go. Let's let's yeah. start using these. Make gift it cards. tell them it's an annual thing. Like every every October is gift card month with Russell. Like you know, you hang out with me every October. That's what we're doing. Going out on gift cards. And then when I spend real money, I dump your ass. You're out the door when I got to spend real money. <laughs> She's like, hey, let's go back to my place. And you're like, hey, let's go to Cold Stone Creamery <laughs> and get any two regular sized Sundays. <laughs> How about that? That sounds pretty fun too. Yeah, I, I probably should have laid these off coupons. the fast food I'm, gift cards, but <laughs> I was picturing you going to one place <laughs> using a coupon and then taking her somewhere else and using another gift card. It's so baller, right? Just bar right hopping out. with gift cards all night. Yeah, yeah. you get an Uber with your Uber gift card. You didn't actually bring your wallet. It's just a bunch of gift cards that you have, like on a keychain. <laughs> and so when you tell them, when you tell them that you won these through a charitable event, yeah, you have to say, hey. I spent more than the fair market value. So like I was contributing more to the right. charity than what they were worth. Right. Like I can't say that. Well, actually I bid under face value no. on all of these. Right. Yeah. 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 Mm, it's no, like, Oh, they not. actually had to tear down part of the orphanage because I actually <laughs> took a lot of money from them on these gift cards. Okay. Those kids are freezing. Hey, how's your, uh, how's your cold stone regular size Sunday? Okay. 50% off one of them. So, so ultimately, what's the answer? When am I allowed to use the gift cards, guys? Well, if you're willing, if you're willing to talk it up right away, but otherwise, I think you got to be no. a good five, six dates in before you're kind of. I, I was, I was going to say a month or two. Like, I think you got to go way back. I think even talking it up. Can you imagine this woman is talking to her friends, and at the end, she goes, "He paid with the gift card." They would laugh your ass out of dodge. They would laugh so hard at that shit. But then, is that somebody you want to be dating, Russell? This is a good. That's true. Test. I don't know. I always, I always run. Would this pass the Matt test? 
Yeah. Or is there a way, you know, maybe you can, maybe you can slide the gift card to the server on the way nice. in. Then oh. they bring you the bill. Then you just leave a $50 bill on the, on the table for a tip. And you just look like, you know, total baller. And really you just spent under fair market value and just, you know, it came out ahead still. <laughs> so you say be even be more devious about it. Go and like use the bartender to your advantage before. Yeah. Right. Oh, this seems like yeah. it's going to backfire really badly. <laughs> it's like, wow, this guy gave me a gift card and I made out with his date in the bathroom. This is <laughs> my, my job is great. I think it's awesome. Wait, what? Yeah. You walk outside with your leftovers and there's some orphans out there. Please, sir, can I have your leftovers? She's like, God, there's so many more orphans on the street now than there were a while ago. I wonder why that is. And you're like, hey, how about tomorrow we go to Chili's? <laughs> Electric lemonades? I don't think I've ever had a drink at a Chili's. Do you like riblets? Ooh, might would you would talk you? about the album. Maybe we need to get out of the corner. I think it's time to get out of the corner. Please, sir. That's it. Time's up. Get out of the corner. That was Russell Well, it is the holiday season, so I will give you this, this gift card to Sweet Greens. Go have a salad on me. Maybe maybe your uh, three of your favorite friends when we're getting together every once in a while. Maybe you spend it on yeah. them. You guys are co-hosts. Oh, not gotcha. friends. Okay. Yeah, we're more <laughs> co-workers. <laughs> Let me turn on. Oh, Matt's turning on a giant speaker. And I'm going to have to edit that out, I guess. That's going to be terrible. All right. Let's talk about the album. It's, it's nobody's favorite part. Nobody's favorite part of the I, show. It, this is a music podcast. I think this is a lot of people's favorite part. Oh, yeah. Tread carefully, Aaron. You're real close <laughs> to a Candyman situation here. <laughs> Steely Dan, or the Dan to their friends, had been slowly moving away from a tight-sounding rock band with Reeling in the Eve to a studio-based rock experiment that rotated through 40 of the best studio musicians, many who were no strangers to musical experimentation because they had been out with Miles Davis's bands in the 60s. Donald Fagan and Walter Becker are steely damned, and for Asia, they decided to get exactly the sound they wanted, no matter how long it took and how many musicians they had to use and discard like takeout chopsticks until they found exactly the sound they were looking for. This album is both from self-trained musicians who are also perfectionists, Mixed obsessively by Grammy winners, Grammy winners, and have been polished to the nth. Is this degree. your teacher voice? What's going on right now? The result is called the beginning of yacht rock, a shining example of jazz rock, aggressively intellectual rock, a masterpiece by the fans, and soulless by its detractors. Mm. It peaked at number three on the charts, is number sixty-three on the list, but has perhaps spawned more arguments than any other album. It's time to listen to Aja, Asia. Shit! By Steely Dan. <laughs> God damn, I gotta start over again. I keep calling it Aja, and I know it's Asia. So what do you guys think of that? I wrote it down as an essay this time. Do you like that more better? Not you guys. Yeah, that Text was nice. the back line saying Rob so hashtag Rob so smart. Uh, if you liked it, hashtag uh, Rob still kind of smart. If you didn't like it, okay. So let me know. Do you like it when I write it like that? I, I don't know why I would give myself more work. It's like oh, here's another bit I need to do before every show. But it, I mean, basically the bottom line with this album, right, is that we have two total perfectionists who wanted an album to sound exactly the way they wanted. They just hired people, person after person, to play the instruments, not caring if they're actually like they don't have a band, right? They're just like a they're a collective, right? They're yeah, they're two dudes who keep bringing in the right people. Yeah, yeah. It's more of an idea of music. So here is Black Cow. Oh. Isn't there a famous hip hop song that sampled this? Lord Tariq and Peter Guns, Uptown Baby. Yeah, I spent oh, yeah. a lot of time trying to think about why hip-hop loves this album so much and i think it came down to to me because it's mastered so perfectly and the grooves are so good that any crate digger could have found a groove anywhere they dropped the needle 
But I did also listen to the Heat Rocks episode uh, about this about this album. And um, Morgan on Heat Rock said that this album got played a lot on black radio. So yeah, uh, hmm. Lord Tree Computer Gun sampled this one. Uh, MF Doom sampled um, one of these other ones as well. So yeah, uh, obviously the famous one is um, Peg from uh, that uh, De La Soul sampled for I Know. So yeah, I think it's a, it was an mm-hmm. interesting kind of crossover element. And um, obviously a lot of hip hop folks had heard, heard this music. Matt, what do you think of this one as the opener? Well, it's great if you play it from the actual beginning. Uh, Rob, maybe you oh, can... the first sound, Yeah, the right? first, I mean, it's again, it's one of those things you, you know what exact... Right when you start, oh. you know exactly what you're getting to. And again, I, I can see why the hip-hop community... I mean, you drop the needle, and that's what you're hearing right away. I mean, it's like instantly you can come that's up a with a right million there. different ways of going with that. So I think it's great. Do you guys know what a black cow is? I mean, what, not what a black that? cow. It's a name for a rip your float. Have you ever heard that before? Nope. No. I have not until this week because guess <laughs> oh, no. what, guys? Oh, no. I've got a cocktail. <laughs> and I read on Genius, I read that this is the black cow is a root beer float, but they even specifically link and say that some people can make these with bourbon. So tonight, as you guys can see in my glass here, I am drinking a oh, boozy no. bourbon black cow, ice cream, root beer, two ounces of bourbon. It says you're supposed to drizzle some chocolate sauce on top, but as you guys know, I don't like Hershey's syrup because my mom used to make me drink it with, with uh, what's it called when you get a sore throat? Strep throat medicine, the pink strep oh. throat medicine. Oh, no. Oh, no. So I can't, wait, I can't, a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You had to drink chocolate, no, we don't know milk chocolate yeah. for a strep throat? So when we were oh. kids, like when you had to drink that disgusting pink medicine, my mom, instead of just giving us the pink medicine, which was terrible, she let us take a spoonful of chocolate syrup. Then we would drink the pink medicine, and then oh. we would chase it with chocolate syrup. Oh, no. So at the time, it made it a lot easier. But now, as an adult, I cannot eat that shit for the life of me. Oh, so my unfortunately, so my boozy bourbon black cow had no, no Hershey syrup. Rob, all, all, of these, of all of these drink concoctions are coming. This is where we're, we're figuring out the, where this is all coming from, right? Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a, <laughs> it's a it's a Freudian kind of thing going yeah. on here. It's like, listen, my mom would let me have kamikazes, but all we had on hand was white claws. I don't know what to do. You know? <laughs> Did you guys not like the pink? Did you guys not like the pink medicine? I, I kind of liked it when I was younger. Oh, it's so gross. It's the, the worst. Pink, the pink is great. I think. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna clip that. Uh, all right. Have you guys ever done the root beer float? Have you ever done a bourbon root beer float? It's delicious. I think a root beer float might be the most perfect delivery of ice cream tied with yeah. an ice cream yep. cone. Yep. It's it's yeah. an unbelievable. It's not great for like you don't taste the ice cream as much, but it is so fulfilling to have a root beer float on a warm day. I think of it. It makes me think of Pulp Fiction because the I remember watching Pulp Fiction when I was what like eleven or twelve. And there's the $5 shake and Travolta's like, what, there's, it's just a shake. There's no bourbon in it or anything. And I remember as a kid thinking like people put whiskey in ice cream. That sounds crazy. And <laughs> and now I'm like, that sounds like the perfect whiskey delivery system. All right. Rob frozen. Yeah. I switched over to my 5g. I think that's going to help. All right. Really? What's the, what's the name of that 5g network? Uh, Fort awesome. Yes. <laughs> and I, awesome. I made the password. Jenny is cool. So then when people ask her what that Wi-Fi password is, she has to tell them that Jenny is cool. (laughs) (laughs) And then I say, oh, yeah, Jenny came up with it. (laughs) (laughs) So funny to me. Russell, I'm jealous of you drinking a bourbon milkshake. Right? It's really good. 
I'm just pouring bourbon into a glass. I don't have any milkshakes. I am going to get diarrhea from uh, just lick, watching you drink that. But Sympathetic diarrhea. I've got some cool toilet paper ready to go at, <laughs> at a moment's notice. I, I was hoping that was going to be gone. <laughs> Asia. What do we call this track, Rob? Asia. The correct name for this track. Asia. Is there another descriptive? What kind of track, kind of track, is, track it? is it? Oh, I'm sorry, Aaron. And this is a big one. This is a big titular track. And not only is it a big track, not only is it a big titular track, track, I also pulled the uh, musical breaks for all of these songs as well. Because there's only seven songs on the album. Yeah, and this is a big one. This is one. This is the this is the famous one with Steve Gadd and Wayne Shorter. This is the one that like sets everybody's pants on fire. Whistle. You hear that whistle back there? Gets me every time. I would put this down as the worst titular track out of any album we've had. Oh, really? Not even close. Wow. wow. The worst. This is the worst track. song on the whole album, I think. I got I got two words for you. Yeah. Oh, fascinating. Pet sounds. Mm. That was the worst Strong track. Go, Strong ask Alexa okay. to play pet sounds right now. See what top happens. three. Okay, top three, then. We'll go top three. Worst titular track songs. Okay. I didn't like I didn't like that song Nevermind by Nirvana. Not not memorable. You know what I mean? Like you barely remember it, really. That's interesting, Matt. This song, Asia. I will also. I will admit that I have never listened to all the way through this album, and I always thought it was called Asia until I actually listened to the album. But Asia is the one that like uh, drum nerds and music nerds tend to really love because of the Steve Gadd drum solo and then the Gadd Wayne Shorter kind of interplay. But um, I, I thought it might be more your thing. But I'm I'm excited to hear that you're you got your own own thoughts, own ideas. I mean, why would I expect anything less? Yeah. I have to say that this is the album that when I have told people that there's a Rolling Stone top 500 list, this album is asked about more than any other album. People love this album. People are crazy. They're like, where's, where's Asia? And I'm like, yeah, (laughs) not, I was like, you mean Aja? Excuse me. Where's Asia? Get a globe, buddy. I have a music podcast. I know where Asia is. Let's give me a break. But people love, I'm telling you, and I'm just going to say this right now. I cannot stand this album. This album wow. drives. I I just I don't really? know what it is because you know I loved a well produced album. You know I like like everything about this. I like the jazz influence. There's an obvious jazz influence. I love albums like that. But like Deacon Blues, let's listen to it. Right? Yeah, it bangs, but it feels to me it's like right. just so flat. Like the whole thing is like it's almost soulless to me. Whereas like. Van Morrison was a jazz album that was based on jazz and it was like the exact opposite. It was like all soul and no like planning or thinking about it. This but is again, like all Van Morrison's music is made for like a live show, right? With the horns and everything. Yeah. This is absolutely, absolutely straight up studio album. You know, get some old guy on a guitar who's done it for 40 years and is phenomenal at it. That is yeah. playing, you know, his little bit part. And it's just it, like you said, like you said in the beginning, it's the beginning of Yacht Rock. This is exactly what Yacht Rock is. You put it on in the background. Mm-hmm. You might bop your head a little bit and you think of it, you know, and so it, it's so perfect that I think it's, I just love it. I, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a fraud. I made fun of Michael Jackson for being, you know, not one note out of, uh, out of place. I thought about and that. I figured out that I absolutely love any of these albums that are done by professionals, right. That are just unbelievably, yeah. this is the sixth album that uh, Steely Dan did. These guys used to sit in their dorm rooms and they they talked about that they were so white because they never came out of out of their dorms that they were like ghosts, 
you know, their skin had never seen sun, <laughs> you know? And so like, this is the sixth album. They've done all this work up to this. And this is kind of like their culmination of an album. Right. And nobody likes them. That's why they got to have 40 studio uh, band members come in because everybody plays with them for like two songs. And then it's just like, screw you guys. This is horrible working environment, things like that. But they got it perfect in my mind. They just yeah. absolutely nailed it. And it's I- great. I don't get it. I should like it. I love nerd rock type stuff. I like songs that have kind of weird lyrics. I like songs that are well-produced. I just have never, ever liked Steely Dan. That being said, I think Peg might be a top five song for me of all time. Isn't Now, that should blow your mind that I hate this album and I love... Listen How much song. of it is because this is the one, this is one of the songs that has real voices on it. Like, I'm with Matt... Love the rhythm section on every one of these tracks. Love the grooves. Love that there's no note out of place. But the vocals suck on most of this album. I cannot, like, I do not like these guys' voices. But when Michael McDonald shows up and you got a real voice singing with these grooves, that's, I mean, that's why I think, Rob, maybe this one speaks to you. Also, the bass just totally, totally knocks. Maybe maybe Matt likes it. Matt always talks about not being into the lyrics, being in more into the music. But if you listen, there's all these amazing instrumentals on this, right? Like yeah. you've got you've got a yeah. clavinet, you've got some called a lyricon, which is like a woodwind synthesizer. I've never heard of this yes. before. Yes, my instrument guy getting into it. There's right. all sorts of cool instruments on this, and I think it's I think it's really good. I enjoy it. But if someone were to tell me this was playing in an elevator while I was going up a building, I wouldn't argue with them. Like, it could be elevated elevator music, right? Right. Well, here's the instrumental break of Peg. Listen to this. I mean, every time you listen, there's some, I won't talk about it. There's some, well, there's some great YouTube videos about how they made these songs. And you can just see these guys are just, they're mixer board nerds. It's what they love to do. Every time you listen to any of these songs, you hear something new. It's a little... Little yeah. three little taps of the of the hi hat or something like that, or you hear a whistle in the background, or you hear some little nuance, and it's uh, that's why I think I like it so much. Again, I don't listen to lyrics. I you know I, I like I like good music, uh, good lyricists. I like you know my good voices stuff like that. But I, it's like I'd rather listen to the musicality of it, and I think this one just drips of musicality. So I don't know the drums, the guitars, the. The keyboards. There's a lot of stuff on here that's really yeah. interesting. I think the bass. The bass. The bass literally slaps on Peg, even though they told him no, no slap in the bass, and he slapped it anyway. I've got God only knows. Then I've got Hot for Teacher, and then I've got what was my third song? I keep forgetting. Oh, it was a uh, uh, Sweet Thing by Van Morrison, and now coming in at number four is Peg on an album wow. I don't really care for. But I've listened wow. to Peg. I bet a dozen times in the two days we've had since the last record. I love it. I think it's great. Rob, you were you you were paying some, uh, a nice tribute here to Steely Dan, which now we've found out is two people with a bunch of, of instruments behind them. Yeah. But there's another person out there that actually paid tribute to Steely Dan. I believe Walter Becker is that one of the guys' name? He passed away in 2017. Is that right? Yes, he did. did. Oh, I didn't know that. So he passed away in 2017, and so Beck was actually playing one of his concerts at Ford Field in Detroit, and he interrupted one of his songs to play Peg at his concert. To pay tribute to this Walter Becker. Here's a short clip of it. Oh my God. That's for Walter Becker. Yeah. Nice. That was sweet. Russ is going to the bootlegs now for his bits. I love it. It's so good. He's going to where it's at right from there. That's cool. So Rob Rob was paying a tribute to Steely Dan, but I think when it comes to paying a tribute to Steely Dan, who did it better? Beck did it better. 
Oh, that's so good. Uh, all right. Next up, uh, just like when I would play baseball on a team that wasn't very good, home at last. Nailed it. Got it. And this is where we get the Purdy Shuffle. What's the Purdy Shuffle? It's where you can hear... I've had to do a lot of YouTube research on this too, but Bernard Purdy, who is one of the great session drummers of all time, uh, Bernard Purdy Purdy, who played on Rocksteady by Aretha Franklin, uh, you, you just hear a lot of that. He does triplets a lot, and so you can hear it's like the drums are doing a lot in between the beats, so it's just like... boom, you know, you, you know what, Aaron, you were hitting that on the on, right on the money there. I heard this, too. When I heard this, I heard symbols on this album. Oh, yeah. I thought the symbols on this album were badass. So maybe, Rob, if you can play this, I think this might be the Purdy shuffle here. I don't know. He's playing the symbols. Check this out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen to those symbols. Yes. That's badass, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah 100%. It. Using yeah, the whole drum jazzy. set. Yeah. And was it Steve Gadd who was on one, on one of the earlier tracks? He's a famous drummer. He was on too, Asia, right? yep. and he, he was killing some of those percussion tracks, too. Yeah. But so I thought we could maybe do a list of the greatest songs ever feature the cymbals. I mean, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. It's another. This is another, another. Another like one. one. Back at Actually, you. I'm going to do the scariest songs ever. Can we do that? <laughs> oh, are you scared now? You're married, Russell, and you're going apple picking. Oh, uh-huh. oh what's that? You want to go on a work trip? Good luck clearing it with your wife. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, first song on the list. This is one of Aaron's favorites, I believe. This is The Temptations. Ain't oh, too yes. proud to beg from yes. 1966. Check out the symbols of the beginning here. Yes. Yeah, just from that. This is another song right from the very first note. You know what it is? You hear the drum roll, you hear the cymbal, and now you hear David Ruffin, and you're good. This is another one that I tried to sing in my bedroom when my parents were gone, and it didn't sound good. So that's I would have booed me at the time. I... <laughs> <laughs> God, that was the same episode where he told the booing somebody's story. <laughs> we didn't even get to that. Um, do you know the alternate lyrics to Ain't You Borrow to Beg as uh, if you dump me, I'm gonna drive home real fast. A lot of people don't know that, but that was the original. <laughs> when you just because when the temptations do it, it's cool. They're like, please don't break up with me, don't dump me, don't dump me. I do it, and she tells all her friends what a pathetic mess I am. You know what song you really would have been playing when you drove home too fast, Rob? It's What's the that? second song on the list. This is Steppenwolf, Born to be Wild. Ooh, Check out the yes. symbols here. Yeah, they sound perfect. So loud. Right, and then every accents, yes. If this list doesn't end with the Star Spangled Banner when they hit the symbol, <laughs> I'll be so mad. <laughs> it's the perfect symbol song. One thing I read about that song that was interesting is there's a line in it where they say heavy metal thunder. And that was actually the song that popularized the phrase heavy metal. So that's not considered a heavy metal song, but that's kind of one of the spots where first one phrase heavy metal oh, came from. That's cool. And they were called Steppenwolf. What a kick-ass name. I mean, just yeah, totally. a, the perfect band. Next up on the list, we got to get some disco. We have never, we haven't talked a lot of disco on this, on this no. podcast before, but this is the Tramps Disco Inferno. Check out the symbol at the beginning of this one. Oh, yeah. 
Ooh, listen to that right? hi-hat. Ooh. Oh, on the, on the backbeat like God, that? This song kicks ass. I'm going to listen to it for a little bit. So this was guy, the drummer on this was a guy named Earl Young, and he's often credited as being the inventor of disco-style rock of drumming. So that's like, he's using that hi-hat cymbal, playing it through the whole song, and he's often credited as like, that's disco drumming, and it's this guy from this song. That's pretty cool, huh? I heard Steely wow. Dan interviewed, and they said disco is a major influence on this album, actually, because they love that like hard-driving beat that you got with disco, and they're like, we can just apply that to R&B pop. Mm-hmm. And I also read this guy is a Philadelphia drummer. It's good thing that there's one good Philadelphia drummer out there, right, Aaron? There's no other good drummers from Philadelphia yeah. out there, right? <laughs> Wait a minute, you're setting, me up. you're setting me up. Oh, he's, just on, he's just on the Tonight Show, I think, right? <laughs> that he, joke was like a boomerang that you throw out and it just goes around the world. You think it's gone and you're like, where is that joke going? And then No, it I got back. it. I just didn't have a <laughs> great comeback. You, you know I love Questlove. <laughs> I also I, I right. saw an interview with Dave Grohl where he said he was also stealing from disco with his symbols. So disco uh, had a wider influence than we all understand. Yeah, I heard that about Prince too. He was like dis dis disassembled the symbol disco here. Oh. <laughs> what the disco. fuck? <laughs> disco here on my signature line. Nailed it. Gonna edit that in so it sounds better. Okay. Next. Wait. Next wait, 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 wait let me try that just one more time. I'm so sorry. Okay. Okay, uh, disco here on my uh, signature line. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. <laughs> Worth it. Next up on the list, if I do get to use all those gift cards, I'm going to keep my own oh. money. I'm going to take the money and I'm going to run with oh. it. This is the Steve Miller Ooh, band. Check this out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, the classic symbol break right, right there. Yeah. So good. So I read this This one was some guy named Gary Malaber, a session musician who prior to this met Van Morrison and helped him compose Moondance, which, Matt, you were saying the other week. Oh, Isn't nice. that your that's favorite Van Morrison yeah, album? That's the best one. So this is the guy who helped him make it. That's pretty cool. Did you cool. know that he that drummer married America Ferrara, the actress? And that's why he's now uh, Derek Malaber America. Malaber America? Malaber me. It used to be open at 10 o'clock. Now they're open at noon, and that's thrown me yeah, off Rob, once or twice. Um, they don't open until noon? Malibur of America. <laughs> that should do it. Yeah. That should do <laughs> it. Can't get any workers. What the, <laughs> can't get any what workers. the fuck kind of mall doesn't open until noon? Oh, yeah, well, people don't want to go back to work for these, these wages, yeah. man. You got to pay more. If yeah, you the know. Mall of America. Guess what? Nobody should be in a mall before noon, okay? Do your fucking walking workout somewhere else, old people. That what mall is for hanging for out within the afternoon. Yeah, at noon. You're not eating a pretzel for lunch before noon, Aaron. Otherwise, it's a brunch. pretzel for breakfast. Well, that also would work. Yeah. Like a pretzel, pretzel for brunch? Some... Get out of here. Oh, what so if you had like a, some bacon in it? Okay, now I'm listening. I'm actually into the, I will. I would like to invest in this company. <laughs> what if you had Hulk Hogan <laughs> as your... Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, brother. If I got a crazy thing for you, brother, it's a pretzel with bacon in it. Oh my God, I just ate 10 of them. I ate like a pig. What if Hulk Hogan had to go to the apple orchard and had a bunch of apples oh. left over? What would his restaurant <laughs> no. do with them, Rob? Oh, the po- pasta mania. He'd make it in a little Hulkio, Hulkio apple sauce mania. The leg drop of whipped cream that comes on your apple crisp. It's a stretch, but it's a good one. All right, next thing on the list is. This is Toto Rosanna. This is from 1982. And check out this hi-hat. It's a little bit more faint, but you'll, you'll hear it. Yeah. The classic Yacht Rock song. 
They're doing a so little bit of the, the really shuffle interesting there too. Thing. Boy, were they influenced by Steely Dan or what? I mean, right? that sounds a lot yeah. like them. So this drummer, Jeff Porcaro, said he was a really oh, respected session musician. <laughs> and so he had this thing called the halftime shuffle. And he said that he based that drum solo and the cymbals and everything on your guy, Aaron. Who is your guy who, who, who the shuffle we're listening to here? Bernard Pretty Purdy. The, the Purdy Shuffle. He based yeah. that, that drum on the Purdy Shuffle. So I thought that was a really That's cool way. Awesome. You can totally hear it. To take that boomerang around and end, end, wow. end the list with that That's one. That's fantastic. You can totally hear it. You know what, though? I was going to end the list, but I feel like Matt hasn't gotten enough fun this. So we get to give him one more. We're adding an additional song to the list tonight. Ooh, bonus. Matt, we're going to your favorite band. They also crush the cymbals. This is Pearl Jam Daughter. Ooh. Check out the cymbals on this one. <laughs> Listen to that. Oh, right. Yeah. Good one. Dave Abruzzi's on this one for Matt fucking Cameron. Come on. Yeah. Good one. I, uh, I like his follow-up song. that was called daughter's friend that comes along and you got to pay for a train ticket for it too, even though she's not actually a kid. <laughs> and you got to pay for dinner and an yeah. Uber for an extra person. Oh, oh, do you also have to pay to get on the subway? Yes, you do. And does she also ditch you in the corn maze? Yes, absolutely. She does. <laughs> Russ, I gotta say that was easily a top five list. Yeah, so good fun. tonight, you, Russell. That was a top two list <laughs> of tonight for sure. Top two of tonight. Yeah, it's Is scary how good that one? list was. Some? No, we'll I would say nobody would actually say that. <laughs> Many, and if they did say it, it would probably this. get edited out. Yeah. Uh, all right, back to the album called Asia, and that's easy to pronounce for me. I got the news. There's a lot going on in this. This is definitely yeah. the first song we've heard where they've got the lyric Rampage in. I don't think we've heard Rampage in any other song, have oh, we? Oh, no. You guys remember that video Did game you? Rampage where it was like Godzilla oh. and King Kong? And yes. Just, oh, that was a fun so, one. So, such a fun game. I would play that for hours. Okay, here's the musical break, by the way, for uh, I Got the News. But I would play that for hours. And then the Ooh, rock you movie. Pick. Oh, I was always the lizard. Or the gorilla. Lizard. I'd pick the gorilla, too. But I love King Kong. No, his name was actually George. Just to let you know in the game. Was it? Oh, yeah. That's why. So the movie Rampage with The Rock, that's one of the first movies I took my girls to, just the three of us. Because I was like, a movie about Rampage? I got to see this in the theater. So I took my girls. They fucking loved it. They thought it was one of the... We still watch that at least once every two months. It's so good. My kids get on like a Rampage marathon. There's a scene where Rock is choking a guy with his bicep, and he just goes, that's a big arm. Don't fight it. I was like, God, yeah. the Rock so, is the best actor of our generation. So does does the He's Rock be Rock bottom the like the large lizard or not? Does he fight the beasts or not? At the end, it's kind of weird. He makes sweet love to the beast after eating a bunch of sushi. He's taken oh. after one of his heroes. Uh, no, the Rock the Rock flies around in a plane and flexes. Somehow he's looking muscular flying a helicopter. It's wild. Uh, next up, I forgot we weren't doing Russell's list anymore. I looked at Russell. I was like, Why doesn't he keep doing the list? Last on the song, we have Josie. This is their third single. By the way, Peg was their number one charting single at 11. Here's Josie. Sans Pussycats. Oh, it's Bowie. This Bowie is the one that I'm thinking of when I hear this guitar sound. I kept hearing this all week and thinking, like, what the hell is this? It sounds like fame, but faster and different. But. All right, let's get into everybody's easily understood part of the show. It's the rating system, okay? Just like movies like Rampage are rated PG-13, actually, okay? Even though there's a lot of gorillas giving people middle fingers, the rating system on this show is much easier to understand because I explain it every week. 
Is this album at 63? By the way, my number in high school. Uh, is this rolling well-toned? That means it's perfectly ranked at 63. Oh, we love it here. It's great. We can't think of a better place for it. You know what? If there was an award for the best place on the list, this album would win it. It is rolling well-toned. Is this album better than 63? We should have seen it at 62, 61, 59. Any of those numbers that are higher on the list. And I know what you're thinking. Those numbers were going down. How are they higher? Well, if you, again, if you look at the list in uh, numerical order, the higher numbers are actually lower, which is something to think about. Or is this a rolling groan? Mm. <laughs> you hear me laugh at the end of that clip, by the way? Mm. You can hear just a little laugh of mine at the end. Uh, that means <laughs> that this should not have been 63. It was You did not enjoy it. It should be 64, 65, 66, 67, 68. What's another number, Aaron? Just think of any other number. You're an adult male. What would you say? 34. Do you fucking understand this list, Aaron? It's got to be a higher fucking number. That's your third strike. You That's said, a Candyman situation for you sure. You said any number. That's such a good, 34 is such right, a good Aaron. number. Aaron, God look, damn into the, it. look into the camera and say it three times. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way. 34. 34. Tell, 34. Us, tell us what your no, wife. Oh, no, no. Your wife's not listening right now, Aaron. You know she's not. What did, what did she get mad at you about all those times where you didn't want to say it? No, she's not listening because it's a Candyman episode. Wait, what yeah. are you talking about? Oh, Did fuck, it? you don't even listen to the episodes. I forgot. <laughs> God damn it. Aaron, what do you think? Is this a rolling well-toned rolling bone or rolling groan? I think that I never appreciated this album. I never listened to it. I didn't think Steely Dan was for me. I listen to this album and I hear I hear the echoes of this album and so many things that I like. Bands like uh our ex like Thundercat, uh Yusuf Kamal, Kamal Williams, um, other folks who I really enjoy. Thundercat's and, a good um, one. Uh, yeah, and I'm I'm with Matt that the the tr- like the real pros on this album really make it. I don't love the vocals, as I said. I just think if you're gonna like really get such great musicians in the studio, then you should also give up. It's like listening to it's. So here's the thing: we've been watching the Magic School Bus on Netflix, and the title track is written by Lin Manuel Lin Manuel Miranda. The dude can really write a song, but he can't sing them. But he's always gonna sing <laughs> on his own songs, and I respect him for that. Because he wrote them, he writes great songs. These guys wrote great songs, made great, made great grooves. I just wish they'd had someone else sing them. But all of that said, I think that because the grooves are so good, because the musicians are so good, I'm going to give it a rolling, well-toned. Oh, great. Now I had rolling Lin-Manuel Miranda own. I got to cross <laughs> I that out. I got to come up with Lin a new one. Manuel Miranda. It's so hard to say. Uh, okay, so that's also getting edited out. Matt, what did you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling boned, or rolling grown? Uh, I'd echo most of the things that Rosie said. You know, you got professionals <clears throat> who are at the peak of their songwriting abilities, I think, for the time. They've essentially, if you take... Uh, so if you take Stevie Wonder out of the equation, you know, these guys started Yacht Rock. Stevie probably did really start Yacht Rock. I'll give I'll give Rosie that, but... Um, you know, I think it's just it, it, you find something new every time you listen. It's only seven songs long. Uh, they're just awesome, in my opinion, to listen to. Um, I think they'd be horrible live. I don't know. I think it'd be great to see them live just to see. But I think this is absolutely a studio album. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, for all that, I think it's, you know, for everything else we've listened to, I'm just going to kind of go down the middle and say it's rolling well toned here in kind of the early 60s. Russell, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling boned, or rolling grown? Echoing some of what Aaron and Matt said, Uh-oh. I really loved Echo. the instruments on this. I loved the the drumming. I love the cymbals, the electric pianos. We had clavinets. We had Rhodes. 
It's something called a Lyricon. I thought the instruments were really fun on this. A guitar, question is, mark. Who knows? There is part of me, though, that if you, in my mind, if I could say this is elevator music or could be considered elevator music, I think that it's not as exciting as some of the albums we've listened to or are going to listen to. So I really liked a lot of the songs, but I have a feeling there's going to be albums coming up behind this that I'm going to enjoy more. So while I think the instruments are awesome, I'm just going to say rolling well toned. I think it's about where it's at because the instruments are awesome, but I think there's going to be stuff we're going to enjoy more. Unfortunately, you're all wrong. The correct answer is rolling singular vision. Vision? Yeah, rolling singular vision. Listen, love it or hate it, it's exactly what Steely Dan wanted. It's a lot like this podcast. You either want to hear about time machines and fuck fest or you don't, okay? (laughs) And guess what? We're not going to care. We're not going to change. It doesn't matter. Coming up next week. Well, sorry, Miss Jackson. This is for real. The oh, next album is tw- oh, yes. The next album is twenty four songs and seventy two minutes long. It is Stankonia by Outkast. Nice. That'll be fun. Don't pull the thing out unless you're ready to bang. The greatest albums of all time. Sorry, Miss Jackson. I can already work on a song for that probably. But you're just too lazy to look it up online. You want to talk about some lyrics? If you want to hear from yeah. guys Andre, big respects. Why do you jack it so much, son? Nailed it. Already wrote next week's song. <laughs> Beck did it better. <laughs> Rob, we should start a new Netflix horror movie, and it would be called The Candy Apple Man. It would be based on your experience at the Apple Orchard. Your wife asks you three times, tells you three times you don't actually have to go apple picking if you don't want to. Candy Apple Man. Candy Apple Man. Candy apple man. He'd be like, I'm here to kill you. I'd be like, all right, yes. Let me put down this giant bag of apples. I am ready to go. Sweet death, take me now. Just kidding. I had a really fun time. Love my family. 